The Man Whore Podcast is sponsored by the Pure Hookup app. Pure Hookup lets awesome people have casual sex tonight. Download the Pure Hookup app on Google Play or the App Store. Pure, the hookup app that says it's a hookup app. Now let's get to the show. Welcome to the Man Whore Podcast. What's up, everyone? I am super perturbed right now. Um, this is Billy Presida, and you're listening to the Man Whore Podcast. I'm, I'm a little spooked because my, my intern's in here justifying cemetery sex and then tried to judge me as if like my eating a woman out on the west side of the highway was worse. Uh, I say nay. No. What's up, everyone? How you doing? Welcome to the show. If you are new to the program, this is a podcast where I typically talk to women I've hooked up with about sex, dating, and why we didn't work out. Uh, this week's guest uh, is Sophia. Not too much of a mystery why things did not continue, considering she lives thousands of miles away. That's usually a good reason. And I can't wait to share her with y'all in a bit, but first, show dates, people. Show dates. Okay, I am reading this for the sixth time. Because apparently I don't know how to talk into a microphone today. Okay, uh, this Friday, August 11th, I am at the Creek in the Cave at midnight uh, doing some sort of like comedy trivia show. Uh, I think the theme is like sex work. So it should be interesting because I'm the only panelist who's done sex work. So I hope to see you all at that. Uh, for more information on my upcoming comedy shows and the uh, the speed dating events I host, hey, uh, head on over to manhorpod.com slash comedy. And while you're over at manorpod.com, you, know, you should definitely be getting on that mailing list. Man, why are you not on the mailing list? You don't want spam from me? What, you don't want to hear from me? What, you don't like me anymore? What, I'm, I, I, got, I feel fat today? What? No, you said it. Sign up for the newsletter. That's how you stay up to date with all the Manhor Podcast news, uh, fun updates about ManhorCon, uh, and I also post some nice long rants at the end of those. Uh, so, so those are, you should do that. Or not, you know, the fuck do I care? Okay, that's a great attitude to have, Billy. Great attitude. All right, time for your emails, people. Uh, th- and this one's actually less of an email. This is more of a text message because that's the type of relationship I have with a, f- with a few of you. Kenzie writes in, hey, you know, my brother and I listened to a few episodes of the podcast back in April when I was still binging through. And he just told me that thanks to you and your guests, he has completely changed his mind about sex work and now has a super positive opinion about it. So, thanks for helping make one 22-year-old cis straight boy a little less douchey. Well, I'm glad I could help make him just a little less douchey. You know, you want to keep a hint of douche, just a little bit, you know, just to keep it interesting. <laughs> uh, she then told me, uh, also after we first listened, he asked if I had a Netflix special. And, um, you know, that I just want to give him a big old hug and kiss. That's a really nice thing to, to wonder about me. Uh, I got an email from Jazz over out in uh, France or Belgium. You know, I don't even know where she is these days. She's out in Europe. And she had some fact checks for me on several uh, recent episodes. I just wanted to go through some of these. Hey, Billy, before I forget, and I always forget, from uh, from random shit I've heard in your podcast uh, recently, women are softer because of estrogen, not because they use more lotion. Can you fact check that? 
I should probably fact check her fact checking. Who knows if she's accurate? Okay, but this 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 I'll trust her on because you know she's French and I'm not. Back uh, I think it was episode one sixty six where I had Jesse on the show, uh, who who's mar- who who is a partnered with one of the Frenchmen, and she said being born out of wedlock would make it so that you wouldn't get inheritance and uh or some sort of weird thing like that she said uh that that has not been a hindrance when inheriting in france since the late 60s most young french people just get civil partnerships mostly so they can pay less taxes um also yeah um it that's been <laughs> um, the intern beatrice <laughs> uh estrogen does contribute to women having softer skin and well then there we go there we go i guess we were i was i or Okay. Well, I or one of my guests was wrong about that at some point. <laughs> and, oh, and the other thing she includes, uh, you shouldn't use anything other than water to clean your vulva. It's going to fuck with your natural flora. I also don't know, but Beatrice is nodding, and you know, the fuck do I know? I don't have one of those, so I'm just going to trust the two ladies on that one. Um, I love hearing from you, even when you're just telling me I'm wrong about something. Shoot me an email with your comments, your questions, your titty pictures over to manorpod at gmail.com. And, uh, oh my God, I have, uh, this happened last night. I, that's why I'm so exhausted, but maybe that's why I'm fucking up the, uh, the intro read so many times. Cause I'm so tired. I got home at 4am from a successful pure hookup app hookup. That sounded like redundant to say, but Hey, they wanted to rebrand and call it pure hookup. So I have to say it. Uh, yeah, I had a successful encounter last night. I matched up, I matched up with this one woman though, and uh, we met up and we we had a drink and we left and we went on a bit of a joy ride. And I just we kind of took her car all over places, parking in random places to fool around, finger her a little bit on this street, get a blowjob on that street, have her jerk me off while she's driving on the West Side Highway. Highlight for me was definitely uh, you know we pulled over into one of the emergency parking spots like along the west side highway i moved her into the passenger seat got on my knees uh so i was hidden by the car and thoroughly ate her pussy right there on the highway like while cars zoomed past fan fucking she has a sunroof and we thought this would be fun i was like hey why don't you stand on the sunroof overlook the highway and the hudson river in new jersey and then like i'll eat you out while you're you're looking at that view standing up uh, just to say we did it, because why not? I like novelty. There's one really adorable part. She uh, she really had to pee at one point, Re- like very badly. So we get back into Manhattan. So we stopped at a, with this diner, and she's like, okay, and I got to buy something if I'm going to use their bathroom. I was like, no, you don't. It's New York. You just walk in, and you say like, hey, I'm, I'm going to seat for two over there, but I got to use the bathroom. You use the bathroom, and then you just leave. That's, that's how that works. Because I'm a shitty person. She's like, no, I have to buy something. I'm, like, I'm not going to fight you. I just thought she was going to buy like a soda or something. I was in that car for like 15 minutes maybe. Uh, with nothing to do. And like a hard, real throbbing cock just kind of interrupted by this need to pee. She comes back. She ordered a fucking like hamburger and fries. Not because she wanted a burger and fries. She just wanted to order something so she didn't feel bad. Lady paid like $16 to take a piss. Um, which I thought was adorable, but, uh, so I can officially now say, I can officially say from my own firsthand experience, the pure hookup app works. 
So y'all should go check it out. Download the Pure Hookup app on Google Play or the App Store. It's, uh, it's a great way to meet awesome people for casual sex that night. Uh, you know, some of you have actually emailed me. You've messaged me about the Pure Hookup app. And uh, some of y'all have had some success. If you've had any success on the Pure app, you know, shoot me an email. I want to hear about it. Tell me all about it. I'd love to read it on the show. Um, I want to read some of uh, the reviews for the Pure app on Google Play. <laughs> These are pretty priceless. Uh, one user wrote, I showed up to a guy's house and he wanted me to eat cereal naked while he ate me out. All caps, super fun. (laughs) I mean, that's something I kind of feel like I now just want to try out just to try it. Um, Another user writes, I had sex on a boat. That's pretty much the highlight. No one needs to know it was a party barge, but hey, I'll just tell him it was a yacht. You do it. No one else is going to know. Another one fella writes, I told this guy to come over. Things got going. I asked if he brought a condom. A condom. He pulled out a box of 24. And he was like, I don't know. We met on Pure. I didn't know how crazy this was going to get. I just bought a whole box. All right. Uh, I got an announcement, everybody. Big announcement. Man Horcon announcement. I want to announce our first couple of sponsors for the weekend. Yeah. Manhorcon, not only do you get to hang out with me for a weekend, attend a live Manhor podcast screening, meet fellow fan whores in New York, goddamn city, but we've also got some sponsors giving us some fun goodies. Uh, first couple of sponsors are the Clona Willie and Motor Bunny. You may uh, recall those names; they have sponsored this podcast in the past. They are I, I'm I'm comfortable calling them friends of the pod at this point. Uh, maybe that's that might be trademarked by Pod Save America. Friends of the podcast, we'll say friends of the whore, friends of the man whore. Uh, so I'm very excited, and uh, they're going to be providing some goodies for the sexy swag bags for our weekend attendees. And there might even be uh, some sort of raffle giveaway during the live show. So again, Man Orcon, it's rap, it's ramping up to be something fun and spectacular. Uh, I'm excited seeing that like tickets are sold. Like this is a thing that's actually going to happen. Uh, I'm really excited to be hanging out with y'all. Uh, Columbus Day weekend. Go get your tickets now. You can still get them at a discounted price through the month of August. Head on over to manhorpod.com slash tickets. And now for this week's guest, Sophia. Sophia is a uh, is a li- is a listener. Started off as a listener, as you'll hear. Uh, she became a little less of a listener after sleeping with me. <laughs> um, I, I when I was out, I was out in San Francisco, as you all remember, and reconnected with Sophia, who I hadn't seen since I was last in San Francisco, when she gave me well one hell of a ride to the airport, as you will hear. You know, uh, one thing we talked about, we talked about, you know, our spreadsheets of our past sexual partners, and we talked about like how we each like to organize them. I'm curious. I want you to email me. How do you organize your sex spreadsheet? What are your columns looking like? Are you, wh- what are you keeping track of? I'm very curious how people like to nerd out on their sexual history when they got nothing better to do with an afternoon. But another topic comes up on this uh, on this episode. And it's a topic that really I don't think it's ever come up to the extent that it has. Sophia is a mother. Dare I call her a milf? And she uh, does not circum. She did not circumcise her young boys. And as a, as a circumcised fellow myself, I was like, oh, okay, that's a decision. 
<clears throat> but no, no, this is like apparently a thing. This is popular. This is not weird at all anymore. I mean, it's no, it's no, um, it's no mystery that uh, many a, a young American girl who who heads over to study abroad in Europe discovers that most of Europe is not circumcised. Uh, and so I want to, and you know, look, there's a, there's a lot of like conflicting reports about male circumcision. You know, I, I don't think there's, there doesn't seem to be a consensus. I think the only consensus is that you don't need to anymore. You know, I personally, uh, some people try to say like, this is male genital mutilation and you're doing a cosmetic genital procedure without their consent. And I'm like, I don't know, dude, I'm pretty happy with my cut cock. Um, some people try to compare it to female genital mutilation and I would say nay, because, uh, the difference is the intent behind female genital mutilation is so that they can't feel pleasure and the intent, uh, for circumcising boys penises is, uh, oh, it might look a little cuter. It was an interesting conversation. Cause like I've talked about cut versus uncut cocks with guests on the show and mostly it's about their experience in having sex with those uh but this is the first time i'm having a conversation with someone who had to make the decision of whether or not to you know to cut that dick off kind of so uh really interesting episode i think you all are gonna enjoy it and uh you know you can hear what it's like to uh, listen to the podcast, have sex with me, and then lose interest in the podcast <laughs> um really making a good argument for me to to not fuck fans so, <laughs> I don't know. I may have to take that under consideration. Probably not. I hope you all enjoy my episode this week with Sophia. Let's get to it. Between uh, me and people who made the mistake of sleeping with me once upon a time. So, I'm sure you will be just fine. Why don't you say a few things for me? A few things for me. A couple more? A couple more. Okay. Is that going to be close enough? Yeah, yeah, that should be loud enough. All right, all right. Yeah, you know, always. Uh, always. I'll get louder when I get excited. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it, uh, if you ever want, if you're ever worried about, it, just like always, lean towards louder than softer. Oh, okay. All right. It's easier you to can... make you quieter. It's easier to shut a woman up than to get her talking. Yes. You know, <laughs> I really like that. <laughs> I have a gag in the room if we need it. I don't doubt that. Okay. <laughs> no, you, Sophia, how are you? I'm uh, wonderful. I've not seen you in a couple years. Has it been a couple years? Yeah, I think the last time I came out here was January of 2015. That makes sense. The show is very, very young. Uh, it wasn't even a year old at that point. Wow. And I already had uh, crazy people willing to drive like an hour to see me do stand up in a bar. Right. You were on probably episode 30 something or something like that yeah 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 crazy people <laughs> crazy people insane name, in name, <laughs> name sophia that's right well thanks for coming on the show um thanks for having me it's uh you know it's 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 sometimes odd seeing people like when you only meet somebody once and then all of a sudden it's like hey like it's years later like hey you want to talk about it I find it strange but like it's different for you because you were a listener of the show so you were like very well aware Yes. So it was like part of you thinking like, when's that phone call going to come in? Like, when's he going to ask me to do the show? Nope. I think we talked about it really briefly, maybe like a couple months later after I saw you and you said, hey, would you ever consider doing the show? And at the time I was like, yeah, of course, that's the standard answer. <laughs> and but then a lot of time's gone by. So I figured you you had juicier, uh, juicier guests. And I still do. I'm kind of wondering why I'm here right now. Why are you here? Well, I like to let some time pass. Uh, I don't want to like hook up with someone and then be like, let's take the mics out. Uh, I just, you know, I want to allow you to have time for, to have a new context right. to possibly regret it later, you yeah. know, give you some time to think about it. Yeah. I've deep, I've done my own debriefing yeah. on the whole episode. Just kidding. Well, we, let's, let's start with where were you back then? 
uh, and try to see like where you're at now. Well, let's at least tell, let's like let people know what happened. Mm. So what did happen? You you were listening to the show, and I was coming out to San Francisco, and I think we had been like texting a little bit, right? You were one of the early. You were one of the first fan boobs I ever got. You were yes. like in that. Er- you were one of the first few fan tits I'd ever gotten, and I was like, "All right, this is crazy." Again, strangers on the internet to send me booby pictures. Awesome. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah, you randomly said like, you know, if you want to send pictures of boobs, I'll gladly receive them. And I think it took me about ten seconds to, <laughs> to whip out a picture, <laughs> send it right over. Yes, you were definitely one of the first ones to do that. And uh, and then I was coming out to San Francisco, and then you were like, "Oh, I want to come out to a show." I was yeah. like, "I was like, great." And then you told me you were going to drive an hour. I was like, oh, no, 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 no. These shows are not worth that. This is like a, I'm performing in a grilled cheese house and a bar. Like, I don't know if this is worth the drive. But uh, I have very low standards. Yeah. And oh. that's not at all personal. I just mean like I, could, I can be entertained in a porta potty probably. Yeah. I know I'm really talking myself up right now. Well, you came out to the show. You came uh, and then you offered me a ride back to because I had to go to the airport after these shows, mm-hmm. come back to New York. And you were like, oh, I could give you a ride to the to the airport. Is that how it went? Or did you say um, you, I, can, you could take a ride to the airport or something like that? I don't remember. I think I was talking to my friend Katie, who is also with us at the shows. And then I was like, OK, and I'm going to grab like a Lyft or an Uber you know, oh, back. Right. And then you were like, oh, no, I'll, I'll, I can drive you. Sounds like me. Sounds like you. Yeah. Did w- did you do that with like a plan in mind? No, you know, I'm not a planner. I'm a very, uh, like, I try to be very carefree. And I, I, I plan to a certain extent with things that that are fun. Um, I want to just jump right in and just go for it. And plus, you know, I like to drive and I love meeting new people, not afraid of people. So. Well, when, but when you're driving down to like go see me at these shows where is part of you thinking like i'm gonna try to fuck this guy no way that was not at all a thought no 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 well hmm so i don't have a great memory <laughs> and i don't always know what i'm how i'm motivated sometimes i keep my own mo- motivations like hidden from myself yeah so i'm sure in my mind i thought well let's just see how this goes i knew you were younger i, I knew that i thought you were attractive and that you were fun i liked your podcast so i just <laughs> thought well let's just see how this goes Okay. And if the chemistry was white, right, I'm sure I was um, amenable to it. But I don't think I was going down there to try. Well, what's your recollection of how things went down? Uh, I think I showed up. You said, hey, what's up? I think you told me, I think one of the first things you said to me was that I was cuter than you thought I was going to be. <laughs> oh, no. So that's like one of the, that's one of the like, best things to do to me is just like, you know, boost my ego a bit. I feel like, is, is, isn't that something you maybe take the wrong way? No? Yeah. It's like a backhanded compliment. Like, I get, I get it a lot, though. And I know I'm not, you know, I know I'm not necessarily photogenic. And I think most people have that experience where they meet me in person. And they're like, wow, you know, I'm, I'm surprised that, you know, you're so cute. And I hear it <laughs> Wait, a lot. Then, I hear it a but lot. But then you go back and it's like, then why are you here? Like, what? Bro- <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. You don't remember saying that? No, but it sounds like some stupid thing I would say. Yeah. It sounds like, Billy, why? Why do that? Yeah. I mean, we were both being honest and transparent and, you know, we, I think people can say things to me that they wouldn't necessarily say to other people and vice versa. Do you get a lot of shitty things said to you like in the, in the front of like, let's say when you meet up for people for a date? Yes. Do you get a lot, like what type of things do you usually get? Yeah. Have you not dated straight men before? No, I have not. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. People, I think a lot of times, especially when you're, what I was doing back then, where I was back then is I was dating online, you know, Mm. Tinder, OkCupid. 
and lining up a lot of dates because I wanted to meet as many guys as possible and kind of get, get, get back into the game. Backstory is I had been with someone for 13 years, committed to them. So I was ready to like get back out there and meet a bunch of people and yeah. sleep with a bunch of people. Yeah. <laughs> so um, it's almost like it's an interview slash audition. And a lot of guys especially will just, they'll let you know what they think of you um, and whether or not you're meeting their dating expectations. Like right, right when you show up? Yes. And I think a lot of people do this just naturally. I mean, I have a female neighbor who's older. She's in her 70s. And every time she sees me, she says something about my appearance. She'll say, oh, you look very nice today. I like how you're doing your hair today. Um, looks like you've lost a little weight. Looks like you've put on a little weight, but you look good. You look happy. It's those like normal kind of compliment someone on their looks, oh my which God, is really like, pervasive for women. If someone like fucking com- uh, comments on my weight and I barely oh. know them, I'm going to be like, fuck off. Right, right. If you say I gained a little bit of weight, get yeah. out of my face. Are you having another baby? I have gotten that several times. I carry my weight in my tummy. I'm not too shy to wear something that's form-fitting, but I can expect that people will say, congratulations, you're having another baby. Don't you already have three? (laughs) (laughs) I get that too. People are like, oh, are you having a kid now, Billy? I'm like, yeah. Are you a transgendered man having a baby? No, you certainly don't. I'm just trying to make the papers. Uh, That's... (laughs) But so people do make comments on on men's looks as well. I mean, people make comments on mine at least. I don't know about other men. Uh, Are I, you still on Weight Watchers? No, no, I got too expensive. They raised the price. I was like, ah, get out of here. I can't afford it. So, um, so we meet. I fucking put my foot in my mouth, right? Yeah, just normal. Just- but do do you remember the car? Like, do you remember that car ride much? Because I fucking had that shit etched into my brain. I do remember. I, I just, remember. I got yeah. into a car with a stranger. Yeah. <laughs> in a city I don't know anyone. Yeah, I mean, but first for, you know, for a little while I got to stare at you, make jokes. Some of the same jokes I've heard you make, yep. right? I do that a lot. <laughs> you do that a lot. And it was a cute little venue. It really was cute. And we were in San Francisco. I mean, San Francisco for me, that's where I was born, and I was raised in Marin, and I've never lived an hour from San Francisco, so I felt home turf. I felt comfortable. You, you had home field seem, advantage. You didn't seem like you were a stranger and you certainly weren't a stranger. I couldn't uh, bend to my will. Well, you'd also like heard me talk for like 30 plus hours. Right. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Is so, that weird meeting someone you've been listening to in person? Absolutely. Yeah. And of course, I had to brag to like my one friend who turned me on to your show. And I just sent her a, te- a text this morning like, I forgot to update you. Billy what's, your, what's your friend's name? Is at my house. Her name is Wendy. Wendy. Shout out to Wendy. What's up, Wendy? Yeah. Is it uh, Dan Savage? She encouraged me to like listen, da- listen to Manhor podcast, listen to Dan Savage. Like she, when she realized uh, we were friends, we were not friends in high school. We went to high school together, and we never even hung out in high school. And somehow, by the powers of Facebook, we somehow got connected up years later. And she started to see some of my posts and started to get the idea of you know maybe this woman's kind of a pervert. And maybe I like her. And she sent me like info on the sly, like, check this out. Check out this vibrator. This is what kind of fun stuff I got into. And I just said her name, but that's okay. That's she could fine. be any Wendy I went to high school with. Could be any Wendy. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. I like Should how word of mouth works for growing audience or getting me laid. Like, it works <laughs> wonders. Uh, recommend me to your friends. Absolutely. So we're, we're in this car. You're giving me the ride up. Uh, but there was like a detour at some point. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think we end up in some cul-de-sac. Yeah, we tried to find like a decent place, uh, some some place where we can have some fun in the backseat of my car. Was that my idea or yours? It well, sounds you, like a me idea. You you had laid it out pretty clearly that you would be interested in a blowjob only, right? <laughs> Do you remember this? Oh uh, no, I don't. <laughs> I'm you, embarrassed. You, you I, had, back my then, memory very selectively oh, takes so out everything time. that is not flattering about myself. It takes it out. Well, it was flattering because, and this is kind of so back then, and I don't know if this is your same 
policy now, but you would say that you didn't like to have sex on a, on like a first hookup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't know if that's still the same way. So I knew that about you. So maybe you didn't necessarily make that clear, but you made it clear on at least 30 podcasts sure, I listened sure. to that you don't usually have sex on the first. And uh, so that was my, you know, we were going to fool around in the back seat. I think um, I had already sent you some, some nudes by then. Oh, yeah. Some, oh, so yeah. That already happened. I don't know if we wouldn't, I mean, naturally we would be kind of hooking up in the backseat of my car if the vibe was right. But I think we were both kind of withholding, like maybe we would think we were gross in each other's presence. Or so. maybe it was like, maybe I just need the ride to the airport. You maybe don't know. you just needed a ride to the airport <laughs> and, and, you know, an easy blowjob. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like she's going to give me a ride and a blowjob. Another one for my storybooks. And I was like, Hey, this is fun. I like this. <laughs> it's, it's less of a rule these days. It's more of like a guideline. Uh, and I think one of the ways I was cool with it last time, because I was like, you know what? This is what I want. Like, I know I want to do this, and I can't wait a day because I'm leaving. So I was like, ah, let's, right. let's go for it now. But uh, yeah, the blowjob very quickly turned into a fuck in the back seat. Right. In some cul-de-sac where, like, people, it's just, like, residential. Like, people are just walking. Very could residential. Be, could be walking around, could be watching from windows. We were 30 feet from, from about four people's front door. I think I had to, I think I was wearing boxers that day. And like, I think I like went from the front or the back. Like I moved from front to back seat, like just in boxers. Just be like, all right, I hope people don't see me right now. Yep. But you know, I think time of year it was foggy. I'm pretty sure our car got pretty fogged up. Mm-hmm. It was fun. Yeah, that was a, fu- that was a fun uh, backseat hookup. Because you, you never think that's going to logistically work out. Like the way people's like limbs and sizes and bodies like can fit in a back seat, but like, we made that happen. Yeah. But what, yeah. oh, now you know it's. it's com- sh- if anyone needs to know, it's a Chevy Malibu, and <laughs> it's it's comfy back there. If you, it, this is coming back to me now. I didn't take my jeans fully off. This is this is why I was all in sort of states of um, undress, going from back to front. My I didn't take my jeans fully off for you to mount me. So like, you get on top of me. You start riding me, but my jeans are on, and you are quite a wet woman. Yes. And I did not know this. So we finished, like, great, this was fun. Oh, you know, catch our breath. And then I look down, and I am just so, like, I am creamed. (laughs) Yay, you're welcome. Creamed jeans to the max. Something extra for the ride home. The the flight home. (laughs) Just a taste, just uh, just dip my fingers in. Hmm. Can still taste it later. Yeah, well, I could not wear those jeans out, so I had to like change it because I only carry, I only own two pairs of jeans, and I luckily brought the second <laughs> pair with me. I'm so proud of myself right now. <laughs> I should be apologizing, but I refuse to yeah. apologize for that. <laughs> um, do you fuck in the back of cars often? No. I'm it, trying to count number of times. It's it's happened, I'm sure. What's like your most exotic locale? Oh, goodness. Exotic? As a self, uh, self-proclaimed pervert. Well, one of my youngest exotic experiences was on a picnic bench, like overlooking the bay out at a park here in Marin or out in Marin. Mm. So it's a very public place where people are walking all around. Sunset. People, sh- people just pull over on the side of the road and take pictures there. And I was on a picnic, picnic bench as like a 17 or 18 year old. Okay. <laughs> uh, a cemetery, maybe? Cemetery? Yes. That's always creepy. I don't understand people who fucking cemeteries. You're really... You know, tempting the it wasn't ghosts. really like a creepy thing necessarily. It was just there's not going to be anyone there at night. Except a bunch of dead people. Well, yeah, but they're dead. Or are they? What if that's the moment Walking Dead starts up and shit just starts uh, creeping out of the ground? That's not, yes. that's not where I want to be. Where I'm. Yeah. No, thank you. 
I had fun. Okay. <laughs> so you're like a self-proclaimed perp. Uh, end of that story is I got, look, I got to the airport. I think the important part oh, of the story. Oh, and then we had more that, fun on the exit to the airport. Do oh, you yeah, remember we, that? Yeah, I got one, one little extra blowjob for the road. <laughs> yeah, and that exit, I'll always remember that exit. I mean, anytime, I, and then I started driving for Lyft and Uber, I did probably 20 drop-offs um, at the SFO airport. And each time I'm like, oh, that's the little spot right there. Mm-hmm. That's a Billy Presida spot. Mm-hmm. You ruined it for me forever. Or made it better. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Do you get like that? You go like see places you fucked in public and you're like, it's just always, I'm always going to remember that. Like I never, there are certain bathrooms in New York City. If I go to that bar, I'm never going to not remember that my girlfriend and I fucked in the bathroom. Yeah. Like, and like, it was the first time I got to fuck someone who was propped up on a sink. And you do know? you get turned on in those places still? I don't get turned on, but oh. I do get nostalgic. Oh, nostalgic. Yeah. yeah. But huh. as a, as a, uh, as, as a self-proclaimed pervert parent, cause you're also a parent, mm-hmm. you got kids, yeah. you know, how do you, uh, how does that come about? Like, do you have to like schedule better? Even just scheduling no. this seemed to have been difficult this was and a, nothing yes. was even happening. <laughs> uh, it's like, what happens like when you want to. How do, do you have to like schedule shit like with, with, with kids being home? How old's your oldest? My oldest is 13. So like do you have to schedule like people not being home? Because I feel like this place like you can't have loud sex You can't. Easily. No. And there's people that live upstairs. I don't yeah. know if you can tell by the sound. Okay. There's people upstairs. Um, my The bed that we are in now is really loud. And... So how do you negotiate that? Do you say, they, you know, we have noise a, lot of qui- a lot of quiet, sneaky sex, which can also be fun, but you have to learn how to do that. How do you do quiet, sneaky sex? Um, it's usually like a side lane thing. And uh, you just try to be as slow and, you know, or use the floor that doesn't make any noise. So um, turn on a turn on a television show that uh, has lots of noise in it, because you can't. I'm not a moaner necessarily. So okay, there's that. You can't because so, you can't you can't just like wait for the kids to not be home. You'd never get late. That's right. Right. No, I've had plenty of sex with kids in the house. That's normal. I think that's just part of life. And when I was with their father for 13 years, we you know we managed to get pregnant three times. We were having sex something like four or five times a week on average. Sometimes nice. more. Right. That, that's definitely that's way above average. Yeah. Usually every day. Maybe not every day, but generally, <laughs> you know. And uh, we were having a lot of like kids would fall asleep out on the couch at night and we would go into the bathroom or, you know, we were having lots of sex in the bathroom. That's what I remember from, okay. the, young, from the young years. Whatever, what, whatever happened to that really, why did that marriage go down? Oh, just, uh, I don't know. It's a good question. I mean, we're you should still, have a good answer. Good you, had to, you had to sign legal documents. No, no, no. Cause we were never married. Oh, you were never married. No, oh, okay. Yeah, we were never married. So it's not like an official, it was not a marriage. There's no divorce. So you were with a dude for 13 years, mm-hmm. didn't get married. No, that's Why? right. We had three children. Um, probably because I, I have commitment issues. <laughs> I mean, I naturally s- said I was single today, even though I've had a boyfriend. And he oh, yeah, that was why off and on In my little pre interview, I go, uh, relationship status, you like single. I was like, you just told me about my boyfriend, this, my boyfriend, that. I'm like, <laughs> Sorry, so boyfriend. I was like, I guess soon to be single, it seems. Not legally <laughs> married is my definition of single. Okay. <laughs> but very much in a committed relationship. Okay. But 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 like what? I don't know. I, fucking having kids is more of a commitment thing than the signing of a piece of paper. Yeah. And at one point, he and I owned a house together. Our cars were registered in each other's names. But you wouldn't sign the fucking wedding yeah, paper? Yeah. And I didn't want like a wedding. I didn't. I'm not, I'm not one of those girls that's thought their entire life about like what my dress will look like and where I'll get married and the honeymoon. Do you ever want to get married? I could. I would. Maybe. But I also, um, I really feel like it's not necessary. It just seems to me like this weird ancient or not ancient, but uh, just kind of a formal thing that is not necessary. Mm. 
I mean, if I think if you're committed to someone and you have a, you know, an agreement that you're committed and you're together, you're pretty much married, but I don't think you have to go and become married in the eyes of the courts. You want to at least like share some health insurance. Yeah, that would be cool. <laughs> well, you're a, you're a slutty sex positive parent, right? And yes, uh, you got, you got a son coming of age right now. So yeah. like, are you hands on with the sex education with him or what? It, absolutely. What's the deal there? Absolutely. So he have got the talk. We, we have way too many talks, <laughs> too many talks. Yeah. At this point he's like, you know, I'll let you know if I have questions because I've been pretty sex positive with him as a kid. Um, What's that look like? Well, it started just explaining his body. So, you know, he was not, none of my boys, my, both my boys were not circumcised. So as a young child, it's, you know, teaching him that this is your penis. This is the name for it. This is is your foreskin. This is how you clean yourself. And this is how you react when women go. (laughs) They're not going to do that. Children of his age is only like 50% of boys when he was born were getting circumcised. And now it's less than that. It's in in America anyway. Really? And, And the United States is only, is one of the only countries that still routinely circumcises. And you have to get special permission now to get it done. It's, really? It's not. Yeah, it's not like a standard thing. Is that like a state? It's thing? elective. The it could be. It could be kind of correlated, like different rates in different states. Hey, that sounds cool. Um, well, what do you mean you had to get like approved now? To... Well, I mean, like the pediatrician. Um, I don't even know if you, you don't talk to a pediatrician before your child's born, but you know when you're pregnant, you're doing a, yeah. a lot of research on whether or not you should get this done. And you get the information about this is how much my, my birth is going to cost. This is your, my copay to have a baby. And you are quickly given the information, like in the last few weeks, you're going to have to pay X amount of dollars to have your child circumcised because it's not covered by insurance. It's an elective. It's like a cosmetic. Yeah. So, and then you really start thinking about the ethical. But I've, ha- the, I've had cosmetic surgery. Yeah. Well, I mean, one of the <laughs> I've reasons, never thought of it like that before. Yeah. And, you know, I didn't grow up in a family that had circumcised males either. I mean, my dad and my brothers are not circumcised. Why do you know that? Um, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> no, no particular. What uh, memories have you chosen to forget? No seedy reasons, for sure. <laughs> no, yeah, I have a little brother. He's eight years younger than me. Mm. So I know he's not circumcised because I changed his diapers. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and I know he's not circumcised. I know my dad's not because when I asked a question, you know, um, later on in life, when I started to realize that, that my brother's penis didn't necessarily look like everyone else's, it was like, oh, it, well, you just don't in Italian families. Yeah. You know, it just. All over Europe, men are not circumcised. You've seen enough porn to know, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, unfortunately, uh, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Pam has uh, tweeted enough gay porn uh, uh, images for uncut. me to. Yeah, I'm sure I've seen enough of those. And you know, out of the partners I've had, I've had no uncut partners, which is a real bummer. What made you uh, decide to to not circumcise your boys? Because it just felt like they were born with that part of their anatomy, and it would be wrong for me to take it from them. You know, like I, I believe that nature provided him with the very best possible penis and there's no reason to cut it. Does that make sense? I guess, but I don't know. I think mine looks a lot better now. Well, it looks I better. Mean, so what, I've also been socialized to think that that's what a normal penis looks like, but at the same time, I have no complaints. Yeah. I mean, I like how all penises look. I'm not complaining about how circumcised penises look, but if you really were to think about it, what is like unattractive about a, circum- a, non- a non-circumcised penis? It just hides. I mean, I personally think I personally think all penises that aren't mine are unattractive. Oh, okay. That's my personal stance. The only dick I want to suck is my own. Right. Thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> Can you? Oh God, no. I know. Right? You've seen my cock. Like it's not nearly massive enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just like I'm all. Yeah, I didn't mean to say it like that. I was just gonna go back to say, you know, all those nerve endings are there, 
And there's nothing about, I heard a lot of arguments like, well, it's cleaner for them to be circumcised. And there's less of a rate of, you know, sexually transmitted diseases later in life if they've been circumcised. But to me, it's just like, okay, well, would we cut off, would we take out a a baby's uterus because they potentially could get uterine cancer? Like, it doesn't make sense to mutilate a baby for anything Mm -hmm. more than, if it was really a risk, I would have thought about it. But to me, it was a non-issue. And their dad had no issues with me saying, we're not cutting our boys. Yeah. They, it, he didn't say like, oh, well, I want them to look like me. That's the weird thing where the dads are like, well, I'd want my sons to look like me. It's like, why? You guys are going to like I mean, that's show not, each other dicks? Like, that's, yeah, that's not the thing people say he looks like his father. They they usually mean like your eyes or hair or something. You'd be surprised. <laughs> that's the argument I hear all the time. People aren't. Yeah, I know. Guy, it's like, like an ego thing. I know the fathers say that, but I'm saying like no one looks at the sons. Like that's never right. how they're comparing you. Yeah. Unless it's a porno where like the stepmom is banging the, the stepson and she's like, oh my God, you're just, you're bigger than your father. Hey. <laughs> this is getting hot. No. <laughs> but wait, wait so it, this seems to be like a, a this is like a issue. It's grown beyond like a thing you would maybe bring up in conversation. It's like an issue. Like there are protests now Absolutely. about circumcision. And there should be. There are these weird dudes in the north of Union uh the northern part of Union Square in New York and they always have like their their van and I don't even know what they ridiculously call themselves and they're like protesting like out there we like mutilate our boys. I'm like, "Oh, give me a break." <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, but it I, seems to be a growing. I'm glad that trend. people are doing that, though, and that people are realizing that it's not necessary. But yeah, but I'm also like, don't we? I feel like we have other issues to deal with before, like male circumcision. I mean, one could make the argument that men in our society are very aggressive, violent. You know, there's a lot of. I mean, I'm not trying to. I'm not, totally not trying to bash men right now. No, bring it on. I'm I'm a man lover. Bring it. But. You know, one might wonder, like, if any of that pain that was inflicted on a child's body carries over into adulthood and on some kind of level, you know, it may, may not be conscious, but they don't have, you don't, you don't have the nerve endings that you were supposed to be born with. You don't have the same sensation that, that uncut men have. Don't worry. I have, are, have, I have plenty of sensation. But, I'm, but uh... you have so much more. You've been robbed of something, but you know, that's. Maybe you can I'd, sue your parents if you'd like. Maybe that's I'd what, be coming quicker. Who knows? You could be coming quicker. I don't know if that's how that goes or not, but... I don't know. I'm not a scientist. I don't think it has anything to do Neither with Neither of control. us are scientists. Absolutely Neither, not. Neither of us have any idea. I'm going to have to fact check all of this you later. You should. You should look into <laughs> it. And I know it's not the same as female you know, genital mutilation, um, but that happens too, and that's definitely an issue. Well, that that's, just like, that's just like founded... Like That's just... um solidified in like misogyny that's just saying like Absolutely. how dare she have pleasure whereas in uh with us it's like oh it kind of looks cuter right no i think it was um i think it was also the origin of circumcision had to do with health and sanitary reasons but these were people that lived in the desert and yeah. they didn't have access to clean running water and and they're just trying to not have like sandy penises, right? And so maybe it made sense on like a health standard, but it's meanwhile, no nothing something. was solved to nothing was done to solve these sandy vaginas in the desert. And actually, nothing. They, they, they were making it worse. They were like, <laughs> cutting off clits and then being like, "I hope you don't die of sepsis or something," because your vagina. And then they sew vaginas up as well yeah. in some of the the cultures. But time for the fan whore appreciation moment, sponsored by Coke Zero. Not really, but like, hey, we're gonna miss you. What's going on? This is the part of the podcast where I like to thank uh, members of my fan whore community on Patreon. Uh, first off, a shout out to Dervla. It was wonderful to hang out with you while you were in New York City. The, the pleasure was all mine. 
Uh, Ashley C., who is celebrating, uh, at the end of this month, she's celebrating one year of membership uh, with the Manor Podcast on Patreon. Way to go, Ashley. Scott G., hey, man, I'm so excited to, fi- to finally meet you at ManorCon. I'm, uh, I'm really stoked about it, dude. Hannah R., probably the hottest chick in Ravenclaw. What's up? Thank you so much for your support. And Will F., hey, man, again, thanks for coming out to the great love debate. It was great meeting you, and uh, I'm glad to hear that things with that chick are still going well. If you don't know what Patreon is, it's kind of like a uh, monthly fan club subscription meets Kickstarter. You decide how much money you want to pledge, and depending on how much money you pledge each month, you get various types of rewards. And all the levels include access to multiple Man or Podcast bonus episodes. Yes, every month I produce four bonus episodes for the various levels every month. That's twice the Man or Podcast in your ears. So if, you've, uh, if you're sad that you've been through the whole show and you just want a little bit more of me in your life, head on over to patreon.com slash Podcast so you can start binging a whole new group of shows. Being a member of my fan or community also gives you access to our super secret Facebook group, The Champagne Room. And we are having a whole lot of fun on Titty Tuesday over there. Again, head on over to patreon.com slash podcast. That's patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash podcast. It's a phenomenal way to support the show and support me and the work that I'm doing. But for now, let's get on over uh, to, to former Patreon member and longtime fan whore. Sophia, was there any part of you that thought you would cut your kid or, or did you kind of know right off the bat? Like, like what did the decision become come after you did the research? No, I grew up with, I grew up in a family that didn't have circumcised males mm-hmm. and I generally knew that it was not something that I would want to do. Mm-hmm. But now do you want to hook up with someone without? Yes. Uh, yeah. Do you know any? Just kidding. Not, not, not off I'm top not of my single. head. Or or is she? Who knows? She she doesn't even know. In a span of ten minutes, she gave me two different answers. Well, he said just a couple of nights ago that I was available for lease as long as I wasn't being sneaky about it. So he wants to know, but he doesn't want to know. Is that how he proposed an open relationship? No, saying you're on lease, on lease, like a right? Mazda. I know, right? It doesn't sound like good, but uh, you'd have to know our relationship to understand. Tell us more. Make us understand. So this relationship. So I met him um, on the very tail end of like just. So, okay, I might have had 11 sexual partners when I met my, the father of my children. Okay. So he was number 11. And I was 23 years old, and he was significantly younger, the father of my children. He's six years younger than me. So I thought he was 18. He wasn't. That's another one for your story. He was just shy of 18 oh, when, man. when he and I met. Um, we ended up having three children together. I was with him for 13 years. He was my only sexual partner for that whole period of time. And number 11 in my life, which included some women. Um, so I maybe had seven male partners up mm. to him. And then after we split up, I went through, I think I tripled my number. So I probably went through 20 guys and some women. Impo- uh, impressive. Impressive, right? Yeah. Well, it's really easy with, you know, Tinder and OkCupid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but um, so who's this one? So he was someone I met on OkCupid. So I was kind of getting tired of of some of the guys I was meeting. And I actually was at the time I was sleeping with a couple guys that I had met online. And it was like a hookup that was starting to turn into like, do we have feelings for each other? And I don't know if 
it's clear to you as much as it's clear to me. Like, but I, my guys like kind of staying around. Like I have lots of people on Facebook that I'm friends with that I, there were people I hooked up with two years ago yeah. that I just stay in contact with. I have a show where I talk to women I made out with nine years ago. Yeah, so you yeah get I kind of understand. Right. There's a spreadsheet. I'm Facebook friends with a yes. lot. I've con- And I had a spreadsheet. I knew you had a spreadsheet and I had a spreadsheet. And I've Yeah, I've but my spreadsheet's for like booking purposes. Like yeah. I made the spreadsheet after I started a podcast about it. You just geeked out. I just totally geeked out on my spreadsheet. What, what, then, what are the columns I, in your spreadsheet? And then I grossed myself out on the spreadsheet and I ditched it. Yeah? So my columns were... Yeah, uh, how did you organize yours? Uh, so obviously it was um, their name. Yeah. If I knew their last name. I usually did. The The date I met them, how I met them, the last time we had sex, kind of a rough maybe estimate of how many times we've hooked up. So I didn't count. Like if we had sex three times in one night, it was one time. Yeah, yeah. But I would write, I had to call him for multi, multiple times and I would click that. I would check that off if we had sex multiple times in one night. If it was just oral only, there was like a, a column for that. Okay. Yeah. Did you get uh, nerd out with like uh, formulas or anything like that? Get some average numbers? No? I don't know if I had any formulas. I'm trying to think I'm saying about like, that. What, oh, like, yes, are, I did. Are we getting to, some raw data out I of did. this? I did. I had formulas. I, I hear had people formulas. sell data. I hear you can make money selling it to advertisers. So I don't know if that's... Yeah. I mean, I, there would be a different line entry for every like date that we hooked up. On, on I had one sheet that had like just the raw numbers of like the, la- the very last time. And then one was every single time. And it had a formula of how many days since the last time. Because I would try to spread it out. I mean, I'm a commitment phobe, so I'd be like, I can't sleep with, I can't go running to this guy's house three times in one week because he's going to think I'm like too into him. That's like working out. It's like, well, you got to keep track when you, like how many times you did leg days in a week. You can't do too many. Right. Sometimes you got to give them a little yeah. bit of a break. You, I'll, I'll see you in a week or two. Right. Uh, and like, you know, one guy, one guy like, you know, prefers anal or something. I, I can't have anal with him like so often. Or you have to like know when. It's like if I know I've got Tina's birthday on Saturday, probably may not want to do anal that night or the next day. Yeah, I won't Maybe. be able to jump on the trampoline or go down the bounce house. Or, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay. That's yeah. good. And I bet, you know, I also track my periods and like I was having weird bleeding back then. And so I would track like, do I bleed after certain people? What's the deal with that? Trying to also stay on my safety. I was getting tested regularly. So that was on the spreadsheet. Like how, how do you keep track of dick size? Anything like, uh, like no, body stuff? I, I just know I, ha- I, I can see everyone's dick in my mind. Can you and see, I have can you see my of, dick in, in your have, mind? Yeah. And yeah? I have lots of photos. <laughs> I have lots of photos of uh, dicks like in a you know, Google Drive. You have a Google Drive? A, a dick drive? Yeah. When they're not labeled. <laughs> like I, I don't know necessarily. Like Sometimes I open a dick and I'm like, I don't even know whose dick that is. You can't? But wouldn't that be a fun game to play? Like, okay, so I used to work for In Touch Weekly, and we had like a section, like a on the puzzle section. It would like have close ups of like maybe like six different women's like shoes, and you had to figure out like, wh- and we had the names, and you had to guess like which you know celebrity yeah. was with which shoes. You could do that with dicks. You could do that totally. with your past partners and dicks. Let's, yeah. I'll show you six dicks and be like, and six names, and you try to see if you can match them. Absolutely, what it do- all depends on the angle too. And I'm like, well, by this angle, it's looking like that's probably. I don't know. Can you describe my dick in your head right now as you remember it? Yeah. I feel like your dick was like thicker at the base and like tapers Mm -hmm. and maybe seven, six and a half, seven. There's six. I'll take, I'll take the extra inch. Sure. Why not? Yeah. You were hard. I was hard. I was functional. Yeah. She's like, I remember it working. That's, 
<laughs> and also when you're sitting in a car, you don't necessarily get like the extension that, I mean, you might really like put it out there. If you're standing up, you're like, hey, check out my dick. This is how far I can push it out. This is what I've seen guys do anyway. Yeah, when I'm not getting the full car, depth you're... when you're fucking in the car like that. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> oh, Sophia. Oh, Billy. Oh, Sophia. Uh, <laughs> any thoughts after after the hookup? Was it like what? you were expecting or hoping or was it somewhat was there any feedback positive or negative it was more than i was expecting because of course i thought to myself he doesn't fuck on a first encounter i'm gonna be able to suck his dick and that'll be fun and then i thought oh i was like flattered like oh he actually fucked me (laughs) and i tried i didn't try to like go into like weird dark places like oh well he thought he'd never see me again and he was taking advantage like and i didn't know if your motivation for not hook so i think this is what I think about your motivation. Number one, you don't want to get um, like attached to people because I know that you've got your own relish- your issues with um, like falling in love and having a girlfriend and that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Not issues. That's not really the word. But that you wrestle with some of that. Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes. Was that your motivation back then on not hook? Are you no, no. For, no, my, my theory was always that like I'm going to be able to fuck you better if I have like the first encounter kind of research your body. Like, let me like mm. look around with like my tongue and my hands and whatnot mm-hmm. and see what you respond to. Because then the next, it's like, yeah, I can barrel in and hope for the best or like, let's do some preliminary research. Let's have like a sexual deposition. And then when we go to trial, I'm going to knock it out of the park. <laughs> I see. You know? uh, and then the other part of it was just always making sure I was fucking people I wanted to fuck like not right. fucking someone cause I'm hard, but fucking them because like I want to have sex with them. I want it not just cause like I'm able to. Right. Yeah. I mean, so I didn't, I, what I didn't try to do was convince myself that it was just easy cause you were out of town. You wouldn't have to see me again, that yeah. kind of thing. But that could have very easily been the case, which is totally your own business. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sure. So, so I, I was expecting to just give you a blowjob, and I have fun giving blowjobs. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I mean, we're gonna, probably going to go there, but I don't typically come. I almost never do. Like uh-huh. I have maybe five or 10 times in my life. Um, with partners or with, a period? Period. Wow. With myself even. Like I'm, I'm, I consider myself non-orgasmic or, you know. I have we got to get you in a Betty Dodson class. Come on. I don't know what that means. Oh, you didn't listen to Betty I've Dodson episode. i also a womanizer is well, what I need to do. Uh, well, I mean, Betty Dodson, someone you, you need to go listen back okay. to that episode. She does all those masturbation classes. She's been doing them since like the 60s. No, oh, it sounds like work. Yeah, but no, she's just, no, it's just like yeah. a fucking circle of women. And she like shows you how to, and she has a bunch of magic. Do you have a magic wand? I do, but it doesn't, it doesn't, doesn't do, do it for me. No. Interesting. It makes me kind of like crawl out of my skin. It's too much probably. Do you crawl maybe, do you come more from like a vaginal, like uh I, I have no idea what the magic hmm. is. The magic is probably I need to be relaxed, confident. Um, who knows? I really just don't. I don't know. If I knew, I would probably do it. Right. right. <laughs> I, I honestly think so. A lot of my male partners have told me they felt me coming, but I don't register it. So okay. they'll be like, it feels like how it feels when women come. Or and at least that's what I'm telling myself to make myself feel good. <laughs> no, or, you know, but enough guys have said that to me that I don't think that they're making that up. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the guy, the guys that have a little bit more experience and they're and, like, so maybe like they're feeling your vagina contract. Right. Yeah. In a way, in a way that's like rhythmic or something. I'm not sure. And huh. then, you know, I obviously, I get really wet and usually right after that, destroy my jeans type of wet. Yeah. You're, you're welcome. And, <laughs> and, and usually after that experience that the guy has where it's like, it feels like you're coming. I've like essentially almost squirted probably. And I still had did not register an orgasm that I can feel and, and enjoy. Mm-hmm. I'm just more like, I feel like I'm done now. 
Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so like my body comes, but my brain doesn't. Does that make sense? I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm understanding that. Uh, the, I, when was the first time you had an orgasm? One of these few orgasms you had? Like, Maybe were you... when I was about 20. Okay. And so, that was on my own. And then did you ever feel like you were, did you ever have like an issue? Did you ever like feel weird about like not coming? Is that? No. I mean, I felt like I was missing something mm. and... But I don't necessarily feel weird. I'm not sure if I know the question. Oh, I guess it's like, was that something that you felt self-conscious about at any point in time? Like the fact that you weren't coming when you hear about all these other women having all these orgasms, like where's mine? And- yeah. I, what, it's really more like I feel, um, I don't think jealousy is the word, but I, I just feel like I wonder what that's like. And I, I've done enough research too that it's like, I know it's pretty common for women to have issues with it. I don't think that many women talk about that they don't come, but yeah. I, I bet you if I started doing like, you know, surveys, I'd find a bunch of women in my exact same experience. And actually I went, I went to a course a few months ago and I sat in this room with a lot of women. It was probably 35 women. And someone made a comment that was like, um, you know, before you go, Oh, it was the trainer. And she was, she was giving, it was a, it was a relationships course. So it was all about how men and women or people that identify masculine and people identify feminine, how they should interact with each other in the, in the world. Mm. And she took the women aside and said, you know, when you're going on a first date and you're really into this guy, you should plan ahead by having a masturbation session before your date, you know, like honor yourself, get dressed up, look beautiful, feel beautiful, jerk off, have your orgasm, and then go out and have a fun time. That's usually something they tell dudes, right? And, and she was telling women because it really is like we can, make, we can make some mistakes and sleep with people we don't necessarily want to sleep with just because, you know, we just need to. And yeah. we've gotten ourselves all sexy. I mean, when I came for the first time as a young woman, it was in front of myself in the mirror. So it was like I was more turned on by how I looked in the mirror than any like fantasy I was having. It wasn't about sleeping with, it wasn't about just masturbating. It was more of like to, my, to myself, if that makes sense. It sounds like very narcissistic, but mm-hmm. um, so she talked about doing that and she said, you know, get, you know, get your orgasm and then go on your date. And I said, can I just stop the room for a second? Not every woman has an orgasm. So you need to be careful when you say something like that, because I can't necessarily do that. I can jerk off and then I can go on a date with really wet, with a really wet pussy that continues to be wet yeah. and bothers me the whole date. <laughs> um, <laughs> but of course, like when you say I don't typically orgasm like much at all, what do people automatically the, go? They all be like, Oh, you must uh, be frigid and this not realizing how much advice. of a freak you are. No. Be like, it's like, don't worry. No, I'm fucking and I'm having fun. I just happen to not have orgasms. Absolutely. That Normally was exactly. The- I mean, it was a lot of women were chiming in like, Oh, well, it's probably mental, you know, and, and then some people would, they were taking me aside and they were saying, I have the same issue. And one, one girl, she said, you got to get the womanizer. I had that issue until I got the womanizer and mm. the Hitachi wand and everyone's got like their advice on how to fix it. They go like, <laughs> but, it, but the overall consensus was we've all felt that way before and you're not a freak. Like this is, we, we've all had issues mm-hmm. or having an orgasm. There's a, only a few women I've met in my life who have multiple orgasms and never had trouble getting them. Some oh man, some woman going like, oh, it's probably this. Be like, you're probably not a doctor, so right. shut your probable face. Yeah, and the typical guy's response to that is, well, you haven't met the right 
guy. And then they you and, haven't had the right. Oh, dick. and what a coincidence! I also happen to be yeah. the right guy. So you know, I, I give <laughs> them like, the, the trial run, and they're they're still not the right one. Right. <laughs> that, that, I think when you ask a question about do I do I get self conscious about that? It's more of like I feel bad for some of my partners because I don't want to lie to them and fake an orgasm, but I don't want them to get insecure about about what they've been able to do for me. Cause a lot of guys do focus on giving me orgasms and it becomes a thing that they can't get over in our relationship. Yeah. And it, yeah. Yeah. And I just, I try to tell them as many times as possible. I really enjoy fucking you and it shouldn't be the goal to make me orgasm. Like, the goal I'm should be to have fun. fun. Yeah. That's the goal. And, and that's for male or female orgasms. Like stop worrying about who's coming and when, like just focus on trying to like have fun and do things that feel good. And when orgasms happen, then that's a great surprise or that's, that's wonderful. But that, that, that shouldn't be the goal because then you can fail at that goal and then it ruins the entire sexual encounter. But it's hard. It's really easy to have fun having sex absolutely i have a lot of fun trying Mm -hmm. it's just so much pressure when i know the guy is like when the guy is really trying hard and they're doing they're pulling out all their tricks what's worked for them before and that and i'm still not getting there that that pressure just makes everything worse yeah and then i'm like you know what let's try again maybe when you're drunk and trying less yeah like i can i can usually do better get closer when they're not trying yeah because you're not thinking you're not thinking about it same thing with like a hard-on you know, I've definitely been able to have plenty of fun with like soft to like half hard, you know, dick than, you know, having a, having a full hard on just because like I'm not hard just because we're not, you know, it's not me fucking you doesn't mean we can't have a fun time mm-hmm. that sometimes maybe like she could even, you know, we can focus more on her. It also doesn't mean I can't have fun. I've had some partners where it's like I'm not hard, but like we get out their vibrator and we try to uh, uh, and we'll like do uh, the frenulum orgasm. We'll just do like a no, a strokeless orgasm and I'll have, I'll have them involved. And I'll have them hold the vibrator, like on the bottom side of my dick, um, where I have that little, that little, that little TP, mm-hmm. so to speak, you know, mm-hmm. where they did the cut. Thank God they did the cut. The frenulum. So I, yeah. And thank God they cut my dick so that I could find the happy spot because it with, was there already. They did. They didn't have to, I can find it easier. You know when they're erect, their foreskin pulls back and that same stuff is there. Look, I'm not very familiar <laughs> with how penises look. I just thought that the underside of a circumcised dick looks that way because of the snip. And that's like kind of where it got sewn up. No? Mm-mm. No, that's a tendon that they can't cut off because it would cause problems. And they accidentally so cut it off sometimes. So you're saying all penises... I'm going to draw, which does not help anyone who's listening. You're saying all penises have... All penises have that. And there's and sometimes you can put your little finger in, in, in between. Well, yeah, you put it on that little spot, but you're saying that even when there's foreskin, it comes down. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I learned something. We can new. do more research about it though, but anatomically, <laughs> all that's happened if the person has circumcised the child correctly is they take off the sheath that goes around the tip. But that tendon, there's that's all those are all tendons that are well, the f- blood flowing through it. Okay, you can't well, cut it. Mutual masturbation is super fun. Yeah, that's always a good. That sometimes has got me back in the move. It's like let's just like lie back and watch each other jerk off, and sometimes we'll finish that way, or sometimes I'll be like, you know what? Actually, I want to like fuck it. Let's fuck now. Get on me. Let's finish that. But but again, the goal needs to be not are they hard? Is she gonna come? Is he gonna come? It should be just like let's have fun. Let's mm-hmm. have a good time. Mm-hmm. Um, let's communicate so that we can like give each other pleasure. And then, you know, whatever the outcome is, is the outcome. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and my sexuality, I think, is confusing because because you what use I, what pansexual. Enjo- yeah, it's a little confusing. It no. is confusing. <laughs> no, and I mean, what I what I enjoy on my body is not necessarily a match with what I'm fantasizing about in my head necessarily. Give me an example. Like I, I'm most like I'm most mentally turned on with rough sex. Mm-hmm. So if we're having rough sex, um, I'm generally enjoying myself, but my body is very far away from having an orgasm. Why? I don't know because for some reason it's like there's a, just a disconnect, huh. and I haven't really explored that either. But it's like but when you're I, having different like a different type of sex, like I don't know, backseat of a car, uh, you're imagining rough sex. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, not always. I mean, I imagine a lot of different scenarios, but I think that I'm most, like I'm most sexually attracted to women, but I most enjoy heterosexual sex. That's interesting. That's a, that's a hard, it's a, I shouldn't say the word hard, but that's a disconnect for me because I'll have, I'll seek male partners, but I'll fantasize about female partners. Like what would he look like with shorter hair? and shaven and uh, and a vagina it's like <laughs> yeah and I, I mean i most so do you the, get do you get with uh trans women do you hook up with those with i them? haven't yet because that it, just seems like a no-brainer then you can have your heterosexual sex with like a pretty lady yeah and i have some trans women friends but i feel like i don't want to fetishize them and i don't want to be like i'm more you know it's not fetishizing them to like, uh, I mean, look, I, fantasize, I, see- I have fantasized about friends of mine that I'm never going to sleep with. I don't right. think I'm like fetishizing them. No, and them. I'm not talking about sleeping yeah. with my friends necessarily, but I, what I've felt, what my gut tells me is that if I seek trans women, that I am, I'm especially seeking them just because of the parts they have and because I want to explore that part of my sexuality. And that to me feels like using people. See, I don't think that because like I seek out, and they fe- might- I seek out women with vaginas specifically because because they have vaginas yeah and that's but but also because they're women and that's what i and i that's what i happen to enjoy as boring as a lot of listeners of this show probably think it is well i can't believe billy only fucks women with vaginas how boring doesn't that get old but no look if you want to call that fetishizing that means i'm fetishizing women with vaginas which i think is okay because that's your preference i don't know if fetishizing is the word it's more of like i like to have sex with people and more, mostly with like that's that's kind of how I identify pansexual is that I'm looking forward to meeting someone who happens to be trans who I can sleep with to see how that experience is. But I'm not going to seek them out just mm. to fuck them just to see what that's like because I have no what if the chemistry is not even right? Then I'm like, well, that didn't work either, but it could have worked with the right person that had those correlating parts. Does that make sense? A little bit, but I'm I don't not going to seek them, but I want it to happen naturally. It just sounds like uh, so with what you're attracted me. to and the type of sex you like to have, it just seems like that's an area you may want to like, you know, target a little more just to just give those a toe, few tries. Just tri- dip my toes in a little bit. Yeah. Give, or have them dip uh, their toes in you or whichever way <laughs> that goes. Yeah, that could work. Yeah. And then of course, and then my, and then my other brain, I'm very into watching gay sex. So I usually watch gay porn. Not You've probably porn. watched Mr. Pam's well, work. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've seen... I NakedSword.com. Mean, I, I last night and first thing this morning. Yeah. I was just, you know, making sure. Naked Sword. Yeah. <laughs> I saw you write it down. It was well, so I wrote it down because I, I, I take notes and I, of what I should include in the, uh, yeah. in the show notes. Because <laughs> apparently people read the show notes. I never it was thought... It so cute, though, because your face was just like, oh, na- like the naked, Netflix for gay porn. Like, I better down. check this out later. I'm just doing research. That's um, so funny. <laughs> I liked it. Wait, let me grow you as a listener right now. Do you read the show notes? 
I do. I actually okay. saw. What was I reading? I tried to watch one today. It's it's hard to find the space to um to listen to it in this house with the kids unless I have my headphones in. But like when you're on the phone listening, right? It's like, do you look at the show notes that are like Absolutely, attached to it? Absolutely, because I don't know whether or not I want to listen to the episode unless I know what you're talking about. Huh. So there was one that I saw you know what today. The, you know what the right answer is? No. You listen to all episodes. <laughs> I, I don't have time to listen to all episodes, so I have to find the ones that I'm most interested in. Which, uh, which, which episodes are you most interested in? What I'm, types? What, what would I like to hear? Yeah. I have no idea. I don't know until I know, until I see it. Billy, I don't like to listen to certain episodes. I just I don't like to listen to certain types of episodes. I just like episodes. You know I just funny? like people. I probably don't <laughs> like the episodes where you're interviewing someone you fucked. Like, oh, you fucked this really? in the backseat of your car? Like, I don't know how much this is going to interest the average listener. But an, one that's like a, a sex expert or yeah. um, a producer of gay porn, hell yeah, I'm interested. Because to me, those people have stuff to say. That's so weird because I, so I remember a couple years, I got to put out a new survey of, at some point, but... Um, a more in-depth one, but a couple years ago, around the same time, yeah, I think it was like roughly around the same time we met, um, I put out a survey to listeners to be like, hey, what do you like? What do you don't do you like? What type of guests do you like? And like the most popular type of guests from that survey response was they like most the women that I've hooked up with. So I'm very curious if that's still it. So if you're listening, chime in, shoot me an email, manorpod at gmail.com. Let me know what type of guess you're liking because then i will guess what i'll probably have more of that type of guest yeah um, and i could be totally out in left field because i tend to do that sometimes like the thing that i like the most is not what everyone else likes i also don't w- read fiction or like to watch movies yeah so i'll pull up a ted talk before i'll even think about watching a movie so i'm one of those like i'm interested in the content and i don't want to hear the story was listening <laughs> to the show after sleeping with me uh did that change did sleeping with me change how you listen to the show yes how so? I stopped tuning in as much. <laughs> and it's not anything personal. It's I got to stop more... fucking fans. I'm losing listeners. Well, I don't know if you remember, too. And I, I hope you are giving me credit sometimes, mm-hmm. at least in your mind. I came up with fan whore. Oh, was that you? That was me. Was that you for like an email? Or... Oh, my gosh. I think it was a tweet. <clears throat> That's very probable. And I remember thinking for a little while, like, Billy's just totally gonna he's gonna use fan whore forever and I'll never get the credit for I that. have been using and it I've, for forever. I've, and I love that you are and I don't even need credit. I just kind of wanted No, take the I credit it to right be now. Like etched that, in your in your heart. I'm gonna, Sophia did that. I am gonna remember now because right. it is on the record. Yeah. Uh, fa- oh man, You're Sophia came up with up fan in whore. Your t- in your Twitter or something, because I'm pretty sure it was there. That was you were asking people for names and I was like, What it's it's fan whore. Like, I was asking that. I was trying to figure it out because I was like, "What?" It's like the "What do we call the people?" Uh, like guys, we fuck calls them fuckers. Um, Mark Marin has like all of his different like WT, you know, like what the fuck Reekins, what the fuck Anucks, uh, all that <laughs> stuff. Uh, P. Holmes has his weirdos, yeah. and Billy's got his fan horse. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. And I and I think y'all are amazing fan horse. You were also a patron for a while, a high up patron, which I. Very I was much a appreciate. Patron, you were one. Back yeah, when I had a regular job with real money. <laughs> you were one of the higher uh, patrons I had. It was uh, fantastic. You were back when I was making uh, thank you videos at the twenty dollar level, and uh, I was like putting high production value into those. That's so cute. <laughs> I had my friend uh, Danielle, who's also been on the podcast, and she was like helping me film all those. They were yeah. a good time. Uh, what were some favorite ones I did? I think one of my favorite ones I did was the Titanic. Well, I lo- I loved the first one I did for you, which was in the tub. That was great. That was really fun. I like did like a mock phone sex line commercial, <laughs> uh, but like for listening to the show. And then my other favorite one I did was for this guy Ian. 
he was also of that level and i did what he was a, he's a gay man i think in like in a different country i'll say and he i think referenced thinking i was cute so i was like let's see what can i do that might be like a little showing some of this doughy body <laughs> and so we did the titanic drawing scene where jack draws rose oh, yes I but remember. like i was rose so we shot all of rose's stuff like shot for shot of me and then we would intercut it with like actual clips from the movie of leo doing the reactions um That's and then great. yeah that was a really fun one i'll put links to those in the show notes i really i really enjoyed making those thank you videos you don't do that anymore now i do it at the 50 dollar level oh yeah that and it's sense. more of like a personal video it's less of like a full High, we were, I was just starting to realize it wasn't sustainable to do these like high production value ones um, at that level. Yeah. And now at the $20 level, you get like 60 seconds of airtime is yours. I'll like read anything you want. It oh, could be wow. a wedding announcement. It could be your thoughts. It could be um, a promotion for your fucking, I don't know, construction L- company. Literally anything. You don't, you don't withhold I, any. I will read at, at the $20 a month level. Once a month, I will read verbatim up to 60 seconds worth of words that are yours. So it could be your sincerely held religious beliefs. That's a good man whore thing of you to do, to just let... Let people have free reign for 60 yeah. seconds. I, like, I'm a very cheap whore, so it's like you can own the show for very little. That's great. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I'm digging the Patreon reward stuff. Also, we do like right now like bonus episodes, and those have been uh, fun to produce. Yeah, like I couldn't watch the 10-minute extra with Mr. Pam. For uh, a minute, I was like, oh, I should be a patron oh, again, but I'm trying to be really tight with my budget. I understand. I, I may send you that just because, uh, just uh, as, a, as a thank you for doing that the would show. Be sweet. Because let me tell you, Things got steamy Ooh. very unexpectedly. Really? Yeah. Like we're recording. We were talking about gay for pay porn stars. Uh-huh. I was like, and we kind of start with just like, is that a thing? Is that like real? And then she like talks for like 20 minutes on it. And as we're trying to sign off, like out of kind of left field, she just was like, you're cute. And I'm like, wait, what? And then I don't want to spoil the ending of that. Beautiful. But you have to be a $5 and up patron to find out. Well, damn. If you don't give it to me for free, I'll probably I will pay. I'll pay for my porn. <laughs> that was one of the mes- that's one of the most consistent messages I've gotten during the San Francisco trip talking to the porn related uh, entities I have. It was the like pay for your porn or pay for some of your porn or how about pay for uh, anything you can really we'll take yeah. it. <laughs> just put like, just jingle a cup in front of you. That, it's Something? so sad that porn stars right now are kind of jingling a cup just be like hey we'll take whatever you can give us like Yeah. Um or they they get their money mostly from going to appearances, right? Like going yeah. to a club and being there. Just like in music like they're not making their money on the album anymore. No. They make their money on tour. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah. <laughs> it's nice to be in the city. Do you, did you love the Castro? Are you feeling it? I didn't get to explore it too much. Mr. Pam lives in the Castro, but I didn't. I, I was. I had to go from like I came to her place from a dip, one podcast, and then I had to leave her place to go do a comedy show. So uh, tonight and like tomorrow and Tuesday are going to be more of my like explore days because I don't have any. You're the last episode I have. You're the last yeah. thing I have scheduled. Everything else is like my time. And this is the part where I kidnap you and leave you up in the Mendocino County Hills. Wherever that is. Yeah, wherever. It's <laughs> north it? of here. We're all the weed. North? Grows. Okay. Well, I didn't all know if the it weed was, grows here. Well, too, I right? passed a bunch of hills driving up here on like 101 and it was starting to look like Africa. I was like, this is cool. Uh, yeah, actually just across the highway and 10 minutes down, we can go to a safari. But it costs too much serious? money, so I'm not taking you. Are you serious? Is yeah, a safari? It's called Safari West. And there's, the fuck? The, the, uh, safari? What, the, what? There's like giraffes and elephants and there's not really there's not like lions but there's there's like a zoo docile f- safari animals yeah I you can stay ch- in a yurt out there and experience living on the northern california african plain y'all are y'all are weird 
It's um, great out here. I could also take you to Guerneville, which is like the Castro of Sonoma County and it's river life. Mm-hmm. So there's like lots of, there's a wonderful gay bar, lots of fun. What, uh, uh, so you said you started listening less after banging me. Do you, did you ever think about what that was, uh, what that was about? No, it, it actually was probably a culmination of, I stopped being able to contribute to your Patreon uh-huh. I stopped being able to be a patron. Which is always fine, by the way. I'm always fine. Yeah, it's like whatever. But I had like weird Catholic guilt. Like, I'm oh, not... you feel bad? No, no, please come back. Right. You're fine. It's, you've done your part. Like... Yeah. And then I honestly, um, was I already driving for Lyft and Uber when when we met? I guess I'm trying to think of um, the timeline. Not yet. I was still doing my job. You were still doing your job. Badly. I, I don't know. <laughs> I cannot attest to it. Yeah. So I left a, a pretty high pressure job and then I just started driving for Lyft and Uber and you can't really listen to podcasts. Especially, yeah, the, especially the Man Whore podcast. The job I used to have, I had a district all the way from you know the Golden Gate Bridge up to the Oregon border, and I was on the road a lot, and you were playing through my, my car speakers all gotcha. the time. I just had an aux cord, and I would use up all my data to listen to the Man Whore. <laughs> you know, I had to catch up. Like, oh, I'm worth data. All those Next time, episodes. hey, just download them on Wi-Fi and uh, <laughs> store them up. That too. <laughs> but you know, you would, I would download like two or three and then I would think, oh, I need to next, listen to the next sure, one. Sure, sure. Just start playing. So here it goes. <laughs> and uh, so I had lots of time on the road and then I left that job and I decided to drive for Lyft and Uber so I can be around with my kids more often. And you can't listen to the Man Whore podcast in an Uber. It doesn't, no, it doesn't go well. Yeah. I've tried it, does. but I have plenty of sex with with passengers. Really? I shouldn't say plenty. I shouldn't. Wait, say plenty. how did this uh, come up? Well, you can always edit it later, so it takes some to precedence. Wait, so okay, wait, so you've been banging, you've been banging Lyft and Uber passengers? Not really. I mean, I would. I had lots of offers, so I would pick. I mean, I don't know. I think I look okay. I could pick. I'd pick up a guy at a bar. You know, he just ordered an Uber, yeah, and he gets in the car and he's like, "Hey, you're." Pretty cute for an Uber driver, right? I get that one. Uh, I know. I'm like, well, I'm also just pretty cute. But yes. Uh, and then, you know, he's charming. He's whatever. And he's like, hey, can I get your number? So I've had lots of opportunities like that. Um, only one or two was attractive enough for me to like take up their offer. It's not even attractive. It's like the vibe, you mm-hmm. know? I actually like guys somewhat that are kind of non-conventionally non-attractive sometimes. Have you ever but- banged one like during the ride? Um, I've turned the, I've turned the app off to go inside his house and fuck him. Yeah. Wow. So wait, what's the spin? And then he got weird and was, and he had already had my number. He's like, do I tip? Do I tip her? Like, he he asked for my, my number and he put it into his phone and I wanted to kind of go on a date with him. That's kind of my thought. Yeah. And then he sort of sweet talked me into like, just come in, you know? And he lived right down the street, not that far away from here, like within two miles. And I thought, fuck it. This guy's hot. I'm gonna do it. And what was the What was the flirtation like? How do you go from like getting in a fucking Uber to or Lyft to to hitting you know to hitting on them? I wasn't hitting on them. Well, no, no, what well, no the him yeah like yeah. how do you go from getting into one to then hitting on your driver? Like what was he? He he you know he just he just, he just got game? in the car and he's just like damn girl you know he's doing that he's like oh, super he's doing smooth. the damn girl he's the smo- oh yeah the damn girl. the damn girl and he was probably I'm gonna say it right now I'm gonna. I did. I actually checked his ID, and he was like twenty-one, young. I'm forty for everyone that's listening, um, and I would have been like thirty-eight then. Yeah. So he was doing the like, damn. I've never been with an older girl. Like you, you're hot, dude. Like you should come. So into the house. he was being we can shameless. Smoke, we can smoke some weed. So he was being what other some other people would probably have found offensive. Super dude. But he happened to get the right slutty driver. Yes. 
and I and most I don't other mind dri- most other drivers. There'd be a, a, a Jezebel article about him. But for you, you're like, nah, I'm DTF. Yes. In certain situations. You <laughs> okay. Know? And I'm just like, he was, he was a hot kid. Like, he was ready. And I thought, I'll go out with him. And in my mind, I was like, I don't want to go out I'm with this gonna guy. I'm not going to date a 21-year-old. I'm going to ask him. I'll go, what's your major? Yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, you know, well, who do you, who's in your house? Like, who do you live with? Is it safe for me to go in this place? You know, like, do you have a girlfriend? Is some psycho going to come and fucking... Like, I'm more concerned that a, that a chick is going to find me sleeping with her guy and go crazy on me uh, than, like, that a guy is going to hurt me when I'm out well, driving Uber. Would you would you recommend that dudes hit on their, their no. Lyft drivers on the regular? I would recommend that guys are friendly and sweet and check out the vibe and if they can tell those girls are down then they can hit on them and just you know be normal about it hit on the a driver the same way you'd hit on anyone don't don't tell them they're hot for an uber driver and they're looking for an uber driver hookup or none of the girls in the bar worked out and i'm your last ditch effort at 3 a.m yeah well i also think like getting you as a driver is going to be different from like your average person who's just like maybe she's like just trying to work because like again people gotta remember like they're at their job when they're driving that car so it's Mm -hmm. like maybe not harass like your lift drivers unless she kind of gives you some sort of a sign or signal because not all of them are going to be as as slutty and dtf and all and and awesome as sophia here yes (laughs) you know if it's like quarter quarter to two and the bars are going to be letting out she's no sex is going to be worth the money she's going to make right on the tabs that are about to come in yeah but if it's like 3 15 in the morning and she's saying like oh yeah this is probably my last ride and she smiles at you you might you might have a chance okay because girls that are driving for uber or women that are wearing makeup looking hot they are getting hit on all the time yeah and it's not going to be unusual to be hit on but you don't have to be a creep about it necessarily just be cool and you never know okay you never know. Because that's my concern is like I don't want to be like the umpteenth person to like bother her at her job is the way like I think of it, you know? To bother her at her job. Yeah. I mean, yeah, because I mean, you wouldn't like offer like the chick at Subway to go in the back and have sex, right? Right. Except, or would you? I mean like I would I wouldn't offer, but I would be I would be up for it possibly, yeah. you know, depending on like how well she made my sandwich. <laughs> look, I'm not I don't, extra I don't just sliding it on there. I don't just look at her tits. I also look at her sandwich making abilities. Will she make a good wife? Come on. Yes. Is that sandwich <laughs> after the the fucking gonna be like up to the same level as the sex, right? Right, right. right. It's well, important considerations. Yeah. So keep that in mind, people, because like because people hear your story and they go like, oh, no, shit, man, Lyft drivers are DTF uh, because like you're the one urban legend the that they hear and they think, OK, now I could do this. Just like when because like the only reason guys send unsolicited dick pics is, you know, that it worked for one guy once way back when. And like they heard a story of him and then that story <laughs> spread. So guys like, oh, chicks want to just see my dick without me asking them first. And so guys do that. That's the way I like to think of how that how that evolved into like normal behavior because otherwise it sounds fucking crazy but only they only do it because they think it works because it worked for somebody and i want to reassure them it's like no don't assume that because it worked for one person that like it's what you should be doing on the regs and i give terrible advice because i love getting unsolicited dick pics isn't and isn't that does that make you feel bad when people are like don't cat like do you like getting cat called i i don't mind it okay 
There's some women, for example, who... But I know it's fundamentally wrong. Yeah. You see how I'm disconnected? Exactly. There's some people... I do know that there are some women who love being catcalled. Uh, doesn't mean that guys should be catcalling. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So does, does, when you hear people say like, oh, don't be like harassing your Lyft driver, you'll be like, is part of you going, wait, but what if he's cute? Like, yeah. as a Lyft driver, like, don't speak for me. Like, I maybe, know, right? I'll let you know if I don't... That's part of being like a feminist in some regards is like, it's really women's choice to have sex and sex is a natural part of our life and a lot of us want it you know contrary to popular belief a lot of women like dick pics but then you'll hear the majority of women say they don't and i think it's because if we say we do we're called the everything you know we're, well at one time you're it's a like, slut you're we- you know that you're weird right and i like to be a unicorn i mean I'm, I'm you know yeah i'm down for it um and i feel like i'm confident enough to tell you when i don't want it yeah like if someone sends me an unsolicited dick pic and i'm not into them doing that i'll just write back and say thanks but no thanks or i'll just use my block button right well that yeah so on one hand like i mean that's typically like the quote-unquote dude bro response is like well why can't you just hit block but then what you know the way it was explained to me was like yeah but imagine if you had to block a hundred people a day right then that's ridiculous um I don't know. But, it's hard because rape culture is confused. I mean, I worked yeah. at a rape crisis center for years. And so it's, it's been hard for me to kind of um, make all those things match. Like fundamentally, women shouldn't be valued on their sex and women shouldn't be catcalled and disrespected in that way. But I enjoy I enjoy being disrespected. And <laughs> you know what it's I mean? like, how do I reconcile like, these things? I'm, I, I consider myself I'm I'm like a switch, so I'm I'm dominant in some situations, mm-hmm. and but I feel like I I have the most fun when I'm being subservient and I'm being catcalled and I'm being kind of roughed up. Yeah. Um. So, who knows what that all means, and who yeah. knows what's right? It's all right. It's all whatever's right for you is right. It's like we're all adults, and but you know, do you do, should people be catcalling in the street? I'm not sure. It's like, no, but they should cat call me. Like, it's like, should they cat call in the privacy of an Uber? I don't know. I have no idea. These are answers left to be, uh, to to be, these are questions left to be answered. Yeah. This is not going to be my most stellar, like, you know, fight for women's rights here, but. Cause you're just like, yo, lift boys hit me up, but like, don't hit up everyone else. Uh, people, I think the moral story is don't try not just err on the side of not, hitting on your Lyft driver unless they initiate because you know Use they're, they're, trying, they're trying to work yeah but so many dudes so many dudes are idiots right so it's like you, don't tell them to trust their gut their guts are terrible yeah <laughs> and if you are going to hit on your uber driver and you just want to like fuck don't get needy at the end like don't oh, yeah. start like because this th- what happened that night is i i went in and i i hooked up with him and he started to like we had sex for a couple hours to be honest and it was a lot of rough sex and then he started saying he wanted me to like sp- spend the night and he wanted to do the cuddling thing and he was getting sleepy and he wanted me to stay. And I said, no, nah, I'm good. I'm going to go. So I got up to leave and he was annoyed. And then he got needy and was like, I can't believe you're just going to fuck me and leave. I'm going to rate you one star. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I-, I can't believe you're just going to fuck me and leave. Like he did probably what a lot of like how girls feel when right did you tell him like them. did you tell him like hey remember this moment next time you want to leave a girl the, yeah. right away and i'm like what I'm, <laughs> I'm like i have kids to go home to like yeah. night, night's done i'm gonna go home and get a good night's sleep and wake up and make kids breakfast like, yeah. i'm not spending the night at your house or in this like dorm room situation <laughs> like <laughs> and uh he's texting me as i'm walking out to my car and the texts were like i i thought that I thought you were cool. I actually kind of thought that maybe we could like see each other again sometime. 
and I just blocked him right there. And I felt Ugh. like just the heartless bitch of all times. Like, oh, and then I and then I had this moment of like, this is what those guys in my twenties maybe how they felt when I was like, oh, but just stay at stay the night. Maybe we can go out again. To, I have a wedding to go to next week. Do you want to go with me? And they're just like, ugh, no, I just wanted to fuck you. No, shut up. Go away. That that legitimately happened to me as an adult woman with a younger man. And I thought, I totally get it now. Like, know, know your audience. Like, if you're trying to hook up with a woman, don't think that she's going to fall in love with you that night because your dick was made of magic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, it, you know, and if you do try to hit on the Lyft driver and they're, she's not into it, I, I think here's here's the risk. Here here's what might be acceptable. You tell me as a former Lyft driver, if you want to hit on your Lyft driver unprovoked, be prepared that if you are turned down, then you have to tip. You, you should get, just you, tip anyway. Always tip your Uber and Lyft drivers. Okay, but some of us are poor artists. I can't even afford lifts. And then you should walk. Just kidding. <laughs> I think you should tip extra your yeah. Lyft driver if you if she denies your advances. So only do it if you're willing to pay an extra few bucks as a tip and and write in the notes section. I sorry, I think that's fair. Yeah, and you give know? her all five stars. And get uh, well, obviously give the five stars. Yeah, but give the, a little extra tip if she says no, because know that you interrupted her day at work. Because your dick was hard. And I think uh, women can, uh, the female Lyft drivers maybe will be like, that's a fair compromise. Absolutely. That sounds right. I think we just solved the world's problem. Let's let's move on to uh, Palestine and Israel. We should solve that next together, okay? Yeah. Um, but <laughs> well, until then, Sophia, uh, you were great. Thank you so much for uh, reconnecting and being candid with us. You're welcome. <laughs> um, do you have any other final thoughts maybe for like anyone who... Uh, Anyone listening out there who kind of wants to sleep with me? Any like warning or note as someone who's who's done that as a listener? I would need more information first. I don't know enough. We we slept together for five minutes, Fair. longer than five minutes probably. Yeah, let's say, yeah. Remember, throw that part in. It was longer than five minutes. I just wanted to. It was myself. sneaky public sex in a car <laughs> in San Francisco. And then it was more more blowjobs on uh, the one hundred and one. Well, Sophia, thank you so much, and why don't you uh, say goodbye to everybody? Bye, everybody. all right what do you think still want to chop that dick off what's your decision what did we decide let me know shoot me an email with your comments your questions your boobies over at manwhorepod at gmail.com also would love to hear any pure hookup success stories that i can read on the show uh, you should also be following me on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at the Billy Presida. Use the hashtag Manhor Podcast. Let me know what you thought about this week's episode. Be sure to like the Manhor Podcast fan page on Facebook, uh, posting lots of fun articles on there and pictures. And if you would like to join the conversation with your fellow fan whores, head on over to the Manhor Podcast subreddit. There are individual comment threads for every episode. I also use it kind of as a bulletin board, an announcement board. It's where I post the links to other podcasts that I've appeared on and make uh, various types of announcements. Uh, for all you Redditors, that's r slash podcast. And last but certainly not least, I cannot wait to meet some of you at ManHorCon this October, Columbus Day weekend. Going to have a whole bunch of fun events planned out for you, including a live ManHor podcast recording. Head on over to manhorpod.com slash tickets. But, uh, you know, I hope you all enjoyed this one. Next week is uh, a, just a super gay episode. Like, one of the gayest episodes I've ever done. We're talking to gay porn director Mr. Pam. And, oh, are y'all in for a treat. But until next week, enjoy yourselves. 
Say hi to me on the interwebs and stay slutty. Mm -hmm.